Welcome to the Beauty Biohacks series, where I invite health and beauty experts to talk about optimizing your health, beauty, and well-being with the help of the latest science, nutrition, technologies, and data-driven self-experiments. I'm Irina Kremin, and I'm the founder of Inacos Beauty Network, professional connector and turned biohacker. Now, back to episode. Welcome, everyone. The topic of our conversation today is biotech and sexual wellness with Vela Bioscience. Our special guest is Caroline Biller, the CEO of Vela Bioscience, who will be speaking at our next conference in Austin. Welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yes. And our talk today is about the science of pleasure for women. Right. We will be talking about sex, female arousal, and orgasm. I thought I should just throw out some of these words right now so that we can all get prepared to what is coming in the next 15 or 20 minutes. So pleasure and sex was a taboo topics for years. And only now, when we are more open about it, we, we can finally help many to satisfy a sex life that improves health and well-being. So in this talk that defines factors influencing sexual satisfactions for women, we will be talking about how certain formulations interact with the body to potentially enhance sexual arousal for women. And finally, we talk about how Vela Bioscience innovations help us to move towards the more equal sexual experience. So we start with a rapid fire where I ask very short questions and Caroline, you need to answer yes, no, or very short sentence. So first question, sexual pleasure for women involves both physical and psychological factors. Yes, women can experience multiple types of orgasm, including clitoral, vaginal, and even blended orgasm. Yes, vaginal organs are superior or more mature than clitoral orgasm. Yes. Or no, 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 they're not, no. Yes. So women's sexual pleasure is solely uh, tied to the partner's performance. No. Lubrications, natural or not, is essential to comfortable and pleasurable sex. Yes, if we're defining sex as penetrative. Okay. Relaxations, mildfulness, and being present in the moment can enhance the overall experience. Yes. Sexual pleasure can change over time due to factors which is hormonal shifts, aging, and life events. Yes. Can change. Yes. And now uh, tell us what is the biggest myth about sex for women? Um, I would say the biggest myth or the one that drives me the, the most crazy is that, that women are so often told um, that our ability to have an orgasm is mental or that it's all in our heads. Um, just add this to the list of all the other times in history we've been told that. Um, but our ability to orgasm is both physiological and psychological. And so with most human psychological or physiological processes, there cannot also exist physiological barriers. So that to me is the biggest myth that it's it's all in our head. Yes. I think we need to recognize that men's and women's uh, slightly different in this. Uh, mm-hmm. right. Yes. So now let's start uh, our talk with uh, defining the pleasure. What is it? Sexual pleasure has been de- de- described as a physical and or psychological satisfactions and enjoyment that comes from erotic experience. So uh, let's us start talking about understanding the pleasure. Why it's important to explore the pleasure scientifically? Why 
Yeah, that's a good, okay. So it's sexual wellness, which encompasses both intimacy and pleasure. It's an overall part of somebody's of one's overall wellness and health. Sex is health, so it's important to understand it scientifically, just as it was important to understand one's health scientifically. There's you can't separate the two. Yeah, and what is the science sort of behind the sexual uh, satisfaction? The science behind the sexual satisfaction? Well, you can look at it in a number of different ways. I mean. If you're talking about physiological, like I said, that the difference between the psychological and the physiology, physiological for, for women, it, those each are studied scientifically in completely different ways. So if we're looking at just the physiological, which is what I have the most experience in talking about, it's going to be a, you can study it scientifically, clinical tests, clinical studies are going to be the best, is generally the, that are supplemented by other studies. But the end result, the clinical study, the last study generally in a scientific um, process is the most, typically the most important because you want to know what it does in people, if it actually works and what their experience is. So that's, that is, there is a, so there's a burgeoning industry about uh, around like this kind of proof of efficacy and that has long been used in skincare, of course, but the clinical studies that now are existing and the clinical, the contract research organizations that are now have uh, ability to work in sexual wellness are proliferating and doing really well because people are looking for efficacy in all of their products, including their sexual wellness products. Yeah. It was a lot of uh, years was, a you know, this experience was like a taboo and what can we do to uh, sort of like uh, make it less uh, taboo, like having more conversations, getting... Yeah, I mean, I think that we have so, I think, yeah, of course, conversations, talking about it. But like before you're able to have a conversation, I think the first first things first, like we're at ground zero in, in my view of all of this. Like we're in a complete, still in a white space. There is so much work to be done. So I believe that science and education are the essential first ra- rung of that ladder and yes, I believe we are still in that first initial step. Women have been ignored historically by medicine for so long. There's so much we don't know about our bodies that the medical community doesn't know because historically they have not devoted the time and resources to studying our bodies. It's missing in medical school. So our doctors, and um, perhaps I'm speaking just about the U.S. here, I'm not sure, but so our doctors understand properly the female body. If by understanding the female body, by understanding female sexual arousal, then they can ask the right questions to their patients who don't, who may not understand that about themselves and may not be able to come to their doctor knowing that this is a female sexual arousal, for example, is even a process that their body has and that it's, that's the issue that they're having a problem with. So like, while like P and so going just back because of that so for women, female sexual arousal it was predicated on a woman's clitoris and or clitoral and vaginal smooth muscle relax, relaxing. So while penile smooth muscle relaxation has been well understood and thus well treated, Viagra, Cialis, since the 1990s, vaginal and clitoral smooth muscle relaxation has not. This is perhaps most acutely evidenced in its lack of scientific illustration, which is the most historically consistent tool for medical el- education of female sexual arousal. Don't mind me waxing a bit poetic here, but since the 4th or early 3rd century BC, anatomical illustration has always been the standard tool for medical instruction. It's still used heavily today. 
advancing from sculptural relics and papyrus uh, drawings to watercolor sketches and 3D models. But like any image that purports to objectively represent the human condition, they are rife with prejudices, present still in anatomical image making today. So, for instance, medical students learn about coronary heart disease from textbooks images, but as it's depicted in men. But in fact, the disease represents itself differently in women than in men, thus requiring a different illustration to accurately teach a physician the difference, let alone educate the female patient. So this lack of this drawing could be a factor in women being misdiagnosed at higher rates than men for coronary heart disease. So just going back, um, there's an article that appeared about a year ago in the New York Times with the headline, half of the world has a clitoris, so why don't doctors study it? It's a great resource that expounds in much greater depth to what I'm getting at here. But for example, it mentions the oft commonly fact that a woman's clitoris has over 8,000 nerve endings. Well, that fact is based on a study of a cow. We, it's ludicrous. We don't know anything. And so this lack of understanding has obviously huge effects, including that doctors don't ask enough questions about a woman's sexual function because they didn't learn much about it in school. They don't want to know the answers often to these questions if they know how to ask because they don't know how to help. How do we encourage more open conversations about women's sexual pleasure? Right now, the answer for me rests on an expanding health literacy. Because we all practically have PhDs in male sexual arousal. Like, let's be honest. But we are illiterate when it comes to women's sexual arousal. So public conversations about women's sexual pleasure and how to have it need to be predicated on the science of our bodies. This is how we most effectively pull the tape off of people's mouths so they can talk to each other more openly and more confidently. Yes, and I see that your company is like one of the pioneers, actually, who starts talking about it. Also, because it's now the primary, we're looking at it like a sexual well-being is like tied up to the health, overall health and happiness, right? And uh, as a well-being sort of uh, industry. Absolutely, yeah. And COVID did a lot in that regard for us to acknowledge that, too, and I mean, from a consumer perspective, it contributed to the rise of a lot of new sexual wellness brands. And in parallel, like I was saying, the explosion of these third-party clinical studies of sexual products. I would not say, though, that these studies move the needle in terms of the advancement of actual knowledge. Their purpose is marketing, and these study protocols are often specifically designed to elicit the desired marketing claim outcomes. But it is interesting and good to see that proof of efficacy is a top consumer value. One of our co-founders and co-inventor of the Pleasure Serum is Dr. Karen Padmanathan, who led the clinical studies for Viagra and Cialis. So we at Bella Bioscience are uniquely equipped to develop clinical trials and lead them, and the studies leading up to those clinical trials with gold standard practices. Through that process, led by doctors Michael Fred and Karen Padmanathan, my colleagues, led to this discovery, um, if you want to talk about like what's new in terms of female, like the studies of female sexual uh, health, that yes. they led, led they, that led to the discovery, and it's a discovery with a capital D, that there is a dis- dose-dependent response between CBD. And yes, I know CBD, but hear me out. <laughs> it's a new to science molecule, and if it does something, we have proven it does this. There is a dose-dependent response between CBD and vaginal and clitoral smooth muscle relaxation. A woman's vaginal and clitoral smooth muscle being relaxed is a requirement for a woman to have an orgasm. Anyways, that study advanced our understanding, or the world's understanding, of female smooth muscle relaxation. Smooth, mu- fem- smooth muscle relaxation is a key component of female sexual dysfunction, 
which has been identified by the FDA as a health issue with a huge unmet need. And we are currently undergoing further research on this, plus studies on other related subjects that I unfortunately can't disclose here, but could potentially add a lot more important knowledge. Also, there's been a lot of recent work done by uh, a doctor, a Dr. Bree Rosen, on improving validated questionnaires for the use of clinical studies in women's sexual health. This is super important. Dr. Rosen's work is part of the PROMIS database, which was developed by the National Institute of Health. It's an attempt to provide a more robust instrument to evaluate outcomes in female sexual studies. Of course, additionally, we saw the FDA finally approved a non-prescription birth control pill, which will allow for the sexual empowerment of so many more women. That's huge. Um, We're also seeing an increase in research on what causes sexual dysfunction in women. Just over the past month, there's been work published on how MS and childhood trauma affect women's sexual function. In terms of the production of knowledge through the study of sexual well-being, how that contributes to a more complete picture of overall health and happiness, there needs to be more research here too. But there's lots of research showing that there's the effect of sexual health, it affects your mental and overall health. Intimacy with your partner is a critical component, but it also has shown to lower blood pressure, boost serotonin, releases endorphins. Etc. Yeah. So let's talk about the the variety of pleasure products in the market right now, and also maybe a little bit more about Vela Bioscience Women's Pleasure Serum and how does its unique formulation contribute to enhance female arousals or orgasm. You mentioned CBD, but maybe there is a more. Yeah. So let me. I'll just give you a quick over. So yeah. there's a lot of variety in pleasure. There's a lot of pleasure products now. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of variety. And I'm excluding lube here. There are a lot of placebos out there, meaning to say the products that don't do anything. Placebos can be powerful, though, and sometimes they have their place. But uh, the other pleasure products that exist cause tingling and or warming sensations. Vela's women's pleasure shim is different than anything on the market. There is nothing else like it, and there won't be because we have patents. But to explain how it works, I, I need to kind of explain a bit more about the female sexual response cycle, which is a nonlinear cycle. It's between desire, arousal, and orgasm. So arousal is evidenced physiologically by clitoral engorgement and vaginal lubrication when your smooth muscle relaxes in the vaginal wall and within its associated blood vessels. Smooth muscle relaxation is what enables blood to flow into what's called the corpora cavernosa of the clitoris and vaginal wall. So unlike more well-known human muscles, such as like the calf or bicep, smooth muscles are involuntary and not tied to tendons or bone. The reproductive smooth muscles in men and women consummate physical arousal. Relaxing them lets blood flow in, which causes engorgement or erection. In men, that means an erection. and women, this also means an erection. Vaginal and clitoral smooth muscle relaxation, it, I don't need to go too much more into it. I'm getting too sciencey, but it, it, uh, so but anyways, but so just like men, women have erections. And just like men, our erections are prerequisites for orgasm. That's an also huge, you know, it's not a, that's a, a truth that I wish. That's the truth. I wish we're out there more. And just like men, there can be barriers for women's bodies, especially as we age and our hormonal statuses change to being able to have an erection. So what I am talking about is female sexual arousal, which is physiological change in the body, not a psychological function. 
though physiology or desire libido is the precursor to the physiological process of arousal, is not the same. And there's the barriers, I could talk about the barriers to arousal, but I don't need to go into that. But how, so when our, what we, how Vela works, how Vela's Women's Pleasure Serum works is that it, we use liposomes. It, so we know CBD, we found, we did a preclinical study that showed this dose-dependent response with CBD. So then the next question became, okay, well, we know that it does this, but how do you get CBD, the amount of CBD that's required, which is a relatively large amount? How do we get that to where it needs to go? Because you'll see other, if you look up CBD sex serum, you'll find others, but they're not, it, they're, they don't have a delivery mechanism that works. So the answer was liposomes. Um, liposomes, uh, that, you know, have been around for a very long time. They're used heavily in pharmaceutical. They are used in the uh, COVID vaccine, for example, because of their very efficacious delivery method. And so that's where we, so we use liposomes, CBDs encapsulated in a liposome. And the liposome, look, think of it as like a water, like your body, this, your body basically thinks that it's part of itself and it will allow it to travel through down deep to the muscle tissue. And once it hits that, the water balloon explodes and inside of the water balloon is all the CBD. Like the visuals, then I understand, you know, as you explain. Yeah. Water balloon. Yeah. Okay. So this is liposomes with the CBDs and this is how they deliver it. Very interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 very unique. So the way yes it works and it also allows for condom compatibility, which it's so it's not in a coconut anything. And there's brands out there that and this is what kills me. There's brands out there that are selling these pleasure or whatever, you know, gels or that are in are coconut oil mostly that will degrade a condom. But a lot of them ex- ex- that will that a lot of them say that will are explicit, but some of them don't, and that's so irresponsible. So our formula is water soluble in it, so it's condom compatible. Sorry, I didn't mean to off that. <laughs> no, it's very, very interesting uh, to to understand the science bef- uh, behind it. So tell me, uh, let's talk about like uh, affordabil- uh, affordability, right? The price point of the product is $65 for 16 uses, right? So it seemed quite uh, afford- affordable, right? Consider the benefits. Uh, so can you tell a little bit, talk about a little bit more about the pricing strategy and you know, aligns, how it aligns with your customer value and expectations. Uh, yeah. I mean, the pricing for the, bene- the, for the benefit, the payoff, it is affordable. At the time when we launched the competitive landscape, you know, this, this was on par with, with what other people were, were doing. But in, also the price too was predicated on their unit cost, which is the mo- most expensive item that is, goes into our product is liposomes. There's only two uh, manufacturers of liposomes in the entire world. One's in Japan. They only provide to pharmaceutical industry, so they won't work with us. And the other one's in Germany. And we launched during COVID. And like I said, liposomes were used in the, <laughs> the COVID vaccine, so we were not on the top of their list. No. And we paid, that was a very expensive ingredient. So we um we since you know the COVID has declined and whatnot, the the pricing has also declined. So we are now in all transparency, we're looking at our pricing and seeing if we can make because we this this is such an important thing. Like we it needs to be we want to democratize it so there's many women who can uh, who need it, who will benefit from it, can can 
have access to it. Yeah, but I still no want this, but this is what I'm 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 hoping for. Yeah. I still think like four four is it four dollars for one use is 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 not too bad. It's like comparable. Yeah, if it means you have like the best orgasm of your life, like yeah. So tell me a little bit more about like Bella's next chapter. How is uh, Bella Bioscience going to keep rocking the boat uh, and <laughs> by Mary? I, yeah. Well, we're doing more research, which again, like I you know, hopefully we'll be able to be announcing next year and that will rock the boat for sure. If, if the studies come out how we anticipate. But, you know, just generally speaking, there's just there's been so many people that have been left without the tools to enjoy the full potential of their sexuality which for most is an integral part of the human experience. And this is where our work lies. We want to expand the discourse of what a sexual wellness product can be. Making sexual wellness products that are beautiful is now table stakes. Making them also efficacious and in innovative formats is where Bella is going. And, you know, not to get political, but we realize now, like oh, with, the, with the fall row, like we have a lot of social responsibility for education and to some extent activism. We have the duty to give women any opportunity for agency over their bodies that we can. It's the both the the least and the most that we can do. So Yeah. Yes, it's amazing. We're living in such a great time, you know, where they finally they can talk about these things and they finally have the uh, can have access for the scientific product because there is also this social media there is so much disinformation out there it's uh, so good i think it's so important is to follow the science and to you know follow all the latest researches and i when i found your your brand i thought that it's one of the most interesting and advanced uh, kind of innovations in the sexual wellness and i'm super excited to have you uh, invited you to speak at our conference and our beauty innovations austin so I get yeah. Thank, thank you for your time. I think yeah. I'll see you in okay. See you next month. <laughs>